Hey, Bob WP here. Welcome to Do the Woo the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 198. This show is brought to you by Trustpilot, helping potential customers find your clients so they can make better buying decisions. And MindSize, the perfect place to send your clients for maintenance and optimization of the Woo shop you built for them. We'll be talking more about the pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as one of our new co-hosts, Tammy Lister, debuts in on a conversation with Ronald and Robbie around the full site editor and moving into the implications for WooCommerce builders. Welcome to another episode of Doodoo, and this time we're going to talk about full site editing and the recent release of WordPress 5.9. So, Full site editing, Gutenberg blogs, all these terms that maybe three, four years ago are all a bit scary and silly. We're right in it. We've all had to get used to it. Now, I'm going to ask Tammy, first of all, have we got used to it? Is people you know, embracing it or are we still in a, in a period where people are unsure about it? I think... Uh... You know, Gutenberg is WordPress. So I think it's uh, very interesting when you talk about, when people talk about Gutenberg, it, it, it's a little bit experimental plugin. So I think people have got used to it because it is in WordPress and it is there and it's part of what's being used. I think as regards to the full site editing aspect, that is a completely different thing to talk about whether we're getting used to or not. Uh, so, um, and then there's another discussion that we can maybe have today about there's a sliding scale of what full site editing is. So, I think anyone that's been using WordPress for the past few years is used to it just by, by the fact that they are used to using WordPress. <laughs> uh, and Gutenberg is WordPress now. So, yeah, in that sense. You were right there from the beginning, from, from the birth of, uh, of Gutenberg as uh, the design lead. Um, and you've, you've lived and breathed the, the, the whole process how do you think um, where we are now? Is this are we still at the beginning phases of what the full uh, capabilities potentially can be? I think the thing about it is it's a project that has to adapt and has to grow because any project that is spans a number of years will change because technology changes. So what we can do now, we maybe hoped you could do at the beginning, but we couldn't quite do at the beginning because technology couldn't catch up to do at the beginning. Uh, so there's there's an element of that. It has to adapt. It has to adapt with the needs of the um, the marketplace as well. So there is always going to be a roadmap that it was planned to be on uh, because that's just the way it's going, uh, you know, the phases. Um, but really there is always going to be adaption as the languages that we use, the technologies adapt, the way that we use technology changes, you know, the way that we create content has changed and what we want to do has changed so there's kind of like a central path but it has to adapt with that and WordPress has to adapt you know, adapt or die it's true as a product so it's kind of interesting you yes, <laughs> um if I can go to Robbie because you've you've experienced it maybe in a, in a slightly different way and it was sort of presented to you a few years back and how have you evolved with it um so 
for me, I, I do. I mean, I worked on WordPress years and years ago before Gutenberg, right? But it was, I would call it minimal work. We did certain sites for clients that, that requested them, but we didn't do our full like website application building and everything inside of WordPress at the time. We, we were more Joomla based. Um, so since then, for the last couple of years, we've been you know digging in much deeper into doing application development in WordPress. And obviously, by that time, Gutenberg was the was the accepted editor. Well, accepted by some, right? But definitely for us, because we were coming in with fresh eyes. And so coming in with fresh eyes, we saw the potential of Gutenberg. And we're like, this is great. We loved it. I had no desire to go back to classic editor like I saw a lot of people were doing. Um, even if we were using a page builder, we still can, we still embraced Gutenberg for certain aspects of it. Uh, maybe we wanted them to use Gutenberg in their post, but we were going to use page builder for the, the other pages, things like that. We 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 have incorporated it as as well as where we've found it has real true like real true possibilities are the Gutenberg blocks and and using React DOM with then it's easier than pulling over to React Native. We that there's a lot of crossover there then with our our code and design. And so personally, we we really love Gutenberg. And I was really excited at State of the Word when Matt said we'd like to see Gutenberg and other platforms. I was like, Hey, that, 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 that caught my ear. When I heard that, I was like, wait a minute. So now from a WooCommerce standpoint, if I really dig in and I've got some really great Gutenberg blocks that I've built, could I then pull that into, let's say Drupal, I can pull Gutenberg into Drupal. So now could I pull my WooCommerce products over into a Drupal site, even though I'm really still doing everything through my WooCommerce on my WordPress site. You see what I'm saying? Like to me, the possibilities are astounding. I I think it's it is the way to go. And you and you know we were talking about oh you know people go backwards or whatever. And I'm all of that. I'm I'm 100% evolve or die. You just got to go. Yes, it hurts whenever there's something new that happens, and you're just like no, I don't want to do it. But you have to. You have to do it in that in our uh, in our world now. There and I say that, and there's still people who are programming in COBOL. So there you go. <laughs> Um, I think you've answered a little bit of my next question is if it has opened up a whole complete new toolbox and, you know, some really valuable um, use cases or um, things you can do with it. And I think you've just just called that one. Tammy, are you, can you think of other, other things that we might not have necessarily thought of um, that are, are really good um, use cases for Gutenberg? So I think one of the things it's done is reflecting the outside of WordPress systems. It's what the world outside of WordPress uh, is using design systems. And that is what there is outside. And WordPress didn't really have that. It kind of was trying <laughs> and has tried to have some unification, but didn't really have that. And the block started to have that, the blocking of components. And so I did be able to have this language that designers and developers could talk the same language. And shared components. Now we're still in that kind of like real, like tiny little early steps. We're still using Figma to communicate. Spoiler, that's not the ideal way. <laughs> um, but the outside world is using like full code communicative design systems to talk in real product language when things are created. So to take our work into that space and reflect that. That's really what I personally feel WordPress should be doing. And uh, so I think it, it helps with that. And um, it's also works better for humans, seeing things in components, which is easier for us as well. So 
just by us being thinking about the block level or taking us back to that level, it both makes it easier. It contains it for securities or these kind of things. It contains things. It makes it easier, but it also just really makes it scalable and systemizing, systemization, whatever words we want to add. But and then it aligns us more with the outside world practices. I don't want to kind of use that as a little bit, but sometimes it can be. Um, and really, it, that also helps with bringing people into the projects and bringing people into like who give us that knowledge to raise, you know, whatever other commerce platforms doing, what are other open source, you know, the open web then opens and then beyond that, what are all these different platforms doing? They're, they're using design systems. So it brings that common language. So I, I think that is one of the big things that it enables and that truly excites me. And we are just started on that road. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robbie, the, the the recent release of uh, 5.9, um, has that been a, a welcome final addition to your uh, <laughs> to your WordPress sites where you can now suddenly start to do things or do you will you take a more cautious approach and maybe I'm, I'm asking you to to broad there but uh, more uh, a careful approach where you say well, let's just see how we're going to manage this um okay so yeah that's kind of a broad question there Ronald but just to kind of so let's break down full site editing coming out I mean yeah it's, we've been so busy though I mean I'll be honest we have ba- barely any time to play with it just yet but huh, we're excited about it uh, I think it does bring some cool potential um, and so will we dig into it probably absolutely um, we we always, you know, it's one of the, the harder things coming into the WordPress world for us was the amount of plugins that it requires on every site. We're not used to that. We are pretty minimalistic. And so anything that I see that happens at a core level that can minimize the amount of plugins I have, personally, I'm all about that. So uh, to me, I was very pleased to see this uh, coming out. And I'm excited for us to dig in and see how we can um, incorporate that into our workflow. And, and as long as it's still something, so, so we work on different types of sites, whether it's going to be something the client needs to use and work on, or whether we're just going to maintain it. And those kind of have different philosophies behind our workflow and what we're going to end up with in the end. Right. Um, and so, I don't know yet about the, when the client's going to, if it's a client based project where they're going to be doing it, I need to see how easy this is going to be or better yet, how hard, how easy is it going to be for them to mess things up? You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, it is true now. um, But with full side editing, I do think it is fantastic because just like Gutenberg in general, and, and, and Tammy touched on it with the blocks. You've got blocks and they're, you're, you're dividing things down and you're making them simpler. And especially the more complex it is behind that block, right? The more work we do as a dev behind a block, the more flexible it is on the front end for the person, as well as it's getting it more towards the no code that you're seeing being adopted by so many users out there. So we're kind of pulling no code into WordPress with this with Gutenberg in general, it's pulling no code. But I always say the easier something is on the front end, the harder it was to develop on the back end, because it's all about making something easy on the front end, right? And so, um, so I kind of went a little deviant there. But with that little, I just kind of deviated off of your, your question, I know, but I do feel that full site editing is a, is, is a good progression here for us. Um, I don't know if it'll be something 
that is the answer for every single site that we build out there. Not yet. Will it be eventually? Yes. And it will be interesting to see how page builders adapt to this. I think they will. I think that there's some really, again, especially when we start thinking about the crossing over to different platforms with Gutenberg, I think page builders have a really vested interest in looking into how they can tap in and work with inside of this full site editing as well. And, and that's a nice thing that it it can they can live alongside, they can work, they are compatible. Just like when Gutenberg was introduced, you could use Gutenberg together with Beaver Builder. And, you know, it's, um, and it's the same with uh, full set editing. The, the customizer still works. You can enable it, enable it. If there's a plugin or a theme that uses the customizer, it's there. If it's not, well, it sort of disappears. And there's a lot of thinking that goes behind these um, user experiences. Um, Tammy, give us a little insight of, of how much research goes into, you know, trying to imagine what these millions of uh, side users experience and how to um, address these things. Yeah, I think the big one is the fact that this is a beta still, or beta, whatever you want to call it, right? This is what uh, how, uh, we're having a year long, or however long we're having. And then we're having however long we took to get to here. So we talk about it like it's the shit product. It's not. <laughs> right? And that is also the mind, like, and for everybody, because it's so unexpected, right? Like, it's in a release, but it's not released. So it's a real, like, thing. So this year really is an experimentation. And that is the big feedback, right? Like, how is this thing going to get used? And I'm going to kind of answer yours point by also explaining that full site editing is this big word to describe lots of features that aren't just full site editing and can be used outside of full site editing um so when someone if someone was actually saying to me like when the main thing i'd say no one on production for a very long time would be my personal response because i think you have to really think about the client and the situation, or at least evaluate your client situation to do that. You may have a client that is super, like, okay to do that. That is amazing if you are. So I don't want to generalize. Um, but most people will not be in that position to be able to do that within their work. Either their plugins aren't up to date enough to do that or, or to uh, unpick their theme or to do something. But to add a theme, Jason, and to unpick a little bit of CSS or SAS to be able to do that, probably quite doable for them. They're using a feature as a result of that to use block patterns, pretty doable. To use some block styles, pretty doable. And all of those are features and all of those are things to give feedback to. So um, a good block patterns is a good one. Just, you know, a lot of these things, there's testing you can do and expectations you can do based on your knowledge when you're creating this product. But it's the feedback from, um, I call them, you know, the stress case. It's not edge cases because they cause stress. Because <laughs> um, uh, they really do. It's, you know, the agency that has this client that has extreme hit rates or has this, you know, um, uh, lots of students hitting something in their education establishment or some, something that is going or a product list that is going to completely break and drop down. Something that is going to completely break that component um, or a language that's going to break things, right, um, and, and make everything completely broken. Those you can guess at, but you can only know from real-world testing. 
And we get a certain amount of that, but you're always doing the best guess. So this time that we have together collectively as a community to ready ourselves and prepare what we are going to use of this and some features it may turn out weren't that useful for the majority of people and that's okay it's a toolkit and um, there's bits of wordpress core that if you have a kind of site you probably don't use if you have a, this type of site you probably don't use and that is absolutely going to be the way of all this editor work eventually as well that is a really roundabout way but it's a year of experimentation. So if you haven't explored it yet, that's totally okay. You have a long time before this is, you know, um, maybe six would be the thing might get removed, but you might not be in a place for it to go to clients before then, and you don't have to be. And I think that that's the thing, but just start being aware of it, being aware that you can gradually explore things. I think it's really, really important for people, not that you have to jump in and suddenly redo your framework and suddenly redo everything. I think. You know, that awareness is really, really important. I think that's a really important message to send out because, you know, I think we've all seen messages on, on social, on, on Slack groups and so on of those. It's like, oh, I certainly have been, this has been forced upon me and now I have to do this and I'm not happy and decline this and they're going to break this and that. But actually, nothing has changed. It's, it's an add-in functionality. All of this only changes if you use a theme that that has that capabilities on or you're choosing to turn these things on. And that's why I love, like, I only love plot patterns. And I love being Jason because they're tiny little things that you can turn on that make your life better that mean you don't have to deal with lots of that stuff. Um, so that's what I would suggest where you start. And you don't, and those are all compatible with things like newcomers and all those kind of different things because you can just start using those. And then gradually kind of move into, in your experimentation work, if you have hack days or you have hack times, start kind of doing that. But the pressure is not on. We haven't, for the first time, didn't even have the string group, but we didn't have the beta label. We had it in the plugin, but we didn't have it in the release. Uh, we have that. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. You know how important reviews are to your client sites or even your own boo shop. So why not check out the world's leading review platform where over 626,000 websites have been rated and reviewed. Trustpilot integrates with WooCommerce not only to help with getting more reviews and displaying them, but it also gives you the benefit of SEO. Every month, over 4 million reviews on Trustpilot helps potential customers find your clients and helps those customers make better buying decisions. Using Trustpilot with WooCommerce transforms reviews into traffic, sales, and customer loyalty. All you need to do is head over to the WooCommerce Marketplace and get their free extension. If you build WooCommerce sites, whether you're a freelancer, small business, or agency, often optimization and maintenance is not something in your game plan. When you hand off the site to your clients, the last thing you want to happen is a disruption with their business and their sales. But MindSize has you covered. Now what's cool about MindSize is that their team of experts will take care of anything from a small site to a complex WooCommerce store giving your clients peace of mind when their customers place an order on their site is such an important piece of the relationship. 
So keep your clients happy and send them to MindSize for that exceptional service they deserve. You can find them at MindSize.com. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. Um, let's add a little bit of um, purple uh, dust over this conversation in the form of uh, WooCommerce. And so my question is uh, is towards you know the future and the capabilities. I know that um, WooCommerce blocks uh, is is very much in development. I think I've seen a release note today. You know, very much focused on cart and checkout, and I think also product pages are are, are pages that we can start to shape uh, in a very different way. Now, let's say, um, let's let's assume e-commerce the way we experience it, and WooCommerce, we are so familiar, you know, have your product uh, image uh, description or title description, and buy now, and, you know, choose your quantity of variations. What if people start to change that, and to some certain extent that we start to lose the flow that we, we, we experience um, e-commerce? I'm, I'm going to go back to to Tammy because I know you know design is a really big thing for you. <laughs> what's your thinking? What's your fear? And what's your excitement behind this? So there's a way to tell the story of a checkout, and that story isn't going to change no matter what method you're telling it with. Uh, so you know, when I said the story about <laughs> the beginning of the checkout process and how you do it and how you perform it, it has to happen a certain way. Um, and the technology has to do that certain way. You do it with blocks. I don't know. Whatever you do it with, right? Um, so I'm not super concerned about that. I'm actually less concerned the more we do this because what this does is give us a little bit more unification uh, for some standard practices, but it also allows a couple of things, um, if done right. <laughs> and I'm going to kind of like, have a phrase that and then turn to against that. Things like global styles give people capacity to have some styling, but not too much styling. And this is always one of those concerns when you give uh, an end user or a client the ability to customize something. The answer is, oh, what if they make everything pink <laughs> or everything yellow or whatever? They do everything blue and they, they change everything. It's always like a color that the person saying it has a problem with. It's always that kind of emotion with someone, right? Um, with things like uh, global styles and theme JSON, because um, global styles is the interface for that, you are setting a parameter and you are saying within these parameters, this is how you can style. So you are the developer and the designer are agreeing that parameter. So you're actually sticking more within that branding than some of the customizer solutions which you say color pick and you can turn off color pickers. <laughs> so you can actually have a lot more control and you can do things like duo tone and you can actually really give someone the feeling of control, but they're actually not having that much control because it's in brand. It's really interesting how that works. With things like patterns, you are enabling someone to place a predetermined, pre-selected, well-designed Thing together and that's a collection of blocks patterns are even more exciting so blocks are super exciting patterns are even more exciting because they are multiple blocks inside them um so that is really interesting for things like this so you could have a pattern for this but pattern templates or block templates is where this all gets really really exciting where you start being able to have access potentially 
to predetermined checkout templates or predetermined templates. So you wouldn't have to necessarily change your theme. You wouldn't necessarily have to change everything that you're doing to be able to get access to these particular things. And that opens up a lot more possibilities for good design to people. That's where I get very excited. But we have to make sure that it's the design level and all those kind of things. So it is ultimately going to open up access to people, but it's how do we deal with an an e-commerce site is going to have a lot of patterns potentially. And so the problem of pattern management, the problem of pattern scaling is something that we haven't necessarily dealt with in core. And the problem of like patterns getting out of sync, all those kind of things is something we've maybe got to deal with. It's an early problem, but it's super exciting. And that's when we, it's, we're getting away from the coding aspect because these are shareable and a little bit easier, but we are enabling people to maybe even sell these. So there's another marketplace situation. Robbie, what's going through your mind hearing all this? Um, yeah, no, that's, but by the way, Tim, what Tammy just hit on there at the end is what I potentially see happening with the patterns is that, that you start to have a different marketplace there. I mean, and if you think about page builders have had patterns really, right, they've had this in there. And so what, what, what stops them from just putting those over in there, if there's a marketplace for them, then yes, then that would open up the pattern library to be even larger. And I, I mean, I'm not opposed to that, um, that, that you could have free and, and uh, purchasable patterns out there. Uh, I think you do what I think that <clears throat> it's great for designers. Like, like Tammy's saying, it is, it's fantastic. I always, though, go back to when I'm going to hand it over to a client, is this a good thing for a client or not? If I can limit and say these are the only block patterns that they get, then yes, because I can limit what they can pick from and I can limit what they can do to their site because, oh my goodness, you know, everyone thinks they're a designer and they're not. And so (laughs) particularly a lot of clients, they're like, well, I just thought it'd be better if I made this big and bold and red and and flashing. And you're like, no, like your site is like purple based, whatever, you know, and it's like, no, pink doesn't work right here. No, you know, and so it's like, yeah. So I think that uh, I think what we will see, too, is a, a level right, that we need to create a leveling inside of there, too, so that we can limit certain user roles to certain patterns and not give them full access to everything. Uh, Because in that way, you can make editors of the site, your client editors out there, only have access to certain things. And so you're going to hopefully prevent that from happening where they just went and they went, wow, well, I really like the way this one looks. And it's like some Art Nouveau layout that they just picked to put in their classic looking website. And it's like, well, that doesn't, it doesn't match. I mean, I know it's pretty. And if it were on a whole site that looked like that, that would be great. Um, so I do think that we'll have to start seeing some limitations there. But like Tammy said, it's, it's in its infancy right now. I think those will come along. They will come along as as the builders out there demand for it and the builders will demand one, they need more tools themselves or more access or more, whatever. Um, you'll have ex- plug in people who are like, we need to be able to sell in here. So that's going to, that's going to generate that marketplace there. And then you'll have the builders who are then handing over their clients and seeing them tear up their beautiful design. And so they're going to say, we need limitations here so we can limit this down. And so we can establish that these are the pattern sets and color schemes and everything that work in this website. This is what's available to all my editors out there. And that's what they can work within these confines. And so it's like, I do think that we'll have to evolve that way 
Otherwise, we will never want our clients to be able to have access in there, right? Because wait, some are fine, but holy mackerel. I've thought of some of our websites over the years that we've turned over to a client and it was beautiful the day we handed it over. And then I go back in three months and I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? You know, <laughs> I, I just had this image where they just drop in another pattern for, a, let's say, a, a checkout or a, a cart and totally mess things up and uh-huh. things are missing and it doesn't work anymore. And yeah, ouch. Um, yeah. I think that's where you have to have the, the the pattern management a little bit more. So it's either that patterns have to check, like, have I got another checkout on this page? Because one checkout per page is probably what we have. And also that's that's also where you were talking about the styling. That's when we're getting into the style is separate from the theme. That is when I get very excited because that whole idea at the moment changing themes is really difficult. Um, I often equate it a bit clumsy to when you change clothes, you don't take your arm off, kind of, right? But it feels like that. Like, you have to do that, kind of, <laughs> you know, because it's it's quite traumatic. Like, it's hard taking things off, right? Um, but it should be as easy as changing clothing and the easiest putting a hat on or changing, like, socks or whatever. I really like that analogy, actually. Yeah, the whole idea, maybe there's a button, I don't know, in the future, maybe there's a button that you could just apply the style to everything and your pattern that style gets taken away and then your new style gets applied. That's about the style getting taken away and then the, the frame of the, the pattern just working. That helps. What it doesn't help is your client installing the home and patterns. <laughs> that problem is not helped. That is then pattern management needs to be something. And I actually think pattern management is something that maybe it's it's only seen something to give feedback from the people who are working with it, who are working with people who have shops, who are working with people who have clients, because they're the ones who are going to see it with their clients or are going to see it coming with their clients. Uh, it's one of those real-world examples of that, you know, I have agencies and it's something I can feedback of like, hey, the average site is minimum that Patrick's going to have at the moment because that's what we need to get around. We're not doing foresight editing. We, we're maybe leaning heavily on that. How do you search? How do you scale? How do you sort those? How do you manage those? And even the library doesn't load properly. All those things, yeah. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's an exciting future. And I, and just as we have this conversation, I sort of in in my in my mind, I can imagine where other technologies that sit outside of WordPress and WooCommerce can tap into this, and you can have design tools that that you create because it's easy to use, and you copy and paste that into into WordPress. Or if you have, let's say, frames that you can control from outside, whether you know these are SaaS or um, headless. And it opens up so many new possibilities and make things faster and better and easier. And talking the same language is a, is a really good starting point. So it's, it's a brave thing to start something like that with a lot of, maybe not opposition, but loud voices that say, oh, no, this is, not, this is not WordPress. But actually, give it some time. We'll look back and think, yeah, what was all the fuss about? Um, I want to go to the next um, sort of topics part of this because I feel a responsibility and listening to Robbie as well, you know, educating your clients, your user, your your ecosystem around you. Um, Tammy, you know, you've 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 been a a voice within the Gutenberg, especially in the UK here. 
um, you know, lots of uh, lots of questions answered. Do you think, and this is sort of a, a question to to both of you, um, do you think we should um, we should we could do better? We should we we all have a responsibility in this to to make this a success, and it's partly um, educate. It, it depends a bit, little bit what what you're good at, whether it's uh, contributing, giving feedback, testing. Um, you know, having a small user group, I run a, a meetup, and um, um, you know, we're planning, for example, to do some, um, you know, five minutes of let's let's show how you can change the menu. Let's let's show a few things on on you know changing a sidebar. And by the way, if I and and the question goes on, <laughs> so apologies for that. But I must say the the work that um, the 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 contributors of um, learn.wordpress.org are doing and I've I've checked it out this week with these these little uh, lessons and and for educators to use that to to show somebody a group how to do something that's excellent it's really good work so I think I need to plug them and say check it out and give some credit anyway back to the questions to the question do we have a responsibility and how do you you know what's your interpretation interpretation of that and maybe the message to others um, Robbie, can I start with you? Sorry. Um, yeah. So um, I think okay. So and this is on any platform, but we're we're talking about WordPress, and and so I'm going to say from this point, yes. Whenever you have anything that comes out in the CMS, you need to have support from the people that are vocal out there. Those are the speakers, pretty much, right? So the spe- people that are going to different conferences and speaking, the people that are talking at WordCamps, um, those people, whether they agree with it or not, they need to adopt it and they need to talk positively about it. Positivity is always the it's always the hardest thing to keep going in any community, any platform, because everybody starts to, the more you get used to something, the more you want to resist change, right? But if you're out there and you're being a public figurehead, as I will call it, for all the speakers that are out there, then you need to stay positive, whether you agree with it or not. Now, you can say that this this got it needs work, it's whatever, you know, but you do need to stay positive. I think that's very important. I think it's very important for all of the people that are out there um, that are, like I said, being vocal. They're they're speaking at events and things. You just need to, and you need to include, you know, you need to include these things in the presentations that you're doing. You need to be positive about it. Um, learn, learn WordPress is actually, that is fantastic. The stuff that is going on over there. I've actually just started getting involved with the team and they're such an amazing team. And that is also a key element, obviously education, right? So speaking about it is education as well, but it's still kind of, that's a little more, um, av- advertising is what I will call it almost. It is really advertising for WordPress, right? All of us going out and speaking about it because we don't always just speak at WordCamps and and uh, WordPress events. We're at all different types. I was at one that was for a CRM, but I talked about WordPress. And so, you know, it's, you can spread the word and, and, and it does spread. So you get asked to speak at your, you know, your, uh, the Better Business Bureau here, whatever you get, you get asked to to talk at other things, and and you're talking about WordPress, so you are spreading the word. So again, you need to be positive about changes and evolution that's happening in the CMS world, so that it doesn't paint an ugly picture on the community. In my opinion, because I think that hurts us all. There, you're going to have enough grumbling and griping amongst the community. So outside of that community, you don't really want to be spreading your 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 bad juju, right? Uh, we can talk about it internally. We can test things, and that's where those discussions need to happen. 
Um, but training is uber important. I, you know, I have always training, so I obviously think training is very important. I think it's important for anything you're going to be doing. Um, and technology changes so quickly that you have to just kind of keep you, we all will be continuous students. As long as you stay in IT, you will be a lifelong student. That's just the way it is. I mean, we know it's like six, every six months, I feel like I've like replaced my brain almost because we have to learn so much new stuff, right? I mean, it all changes that quickly. It, the basics are there and that the fundamental is there that it remains, but you're learning all kinds of new things. I mean, every release that comes out on any plugin, any platform, it's like, well, what's new? What do I have to learn for this one, right? Um, so learning is very key. I'm glad that the Learn Initiative is very strong in WordPress. I think that's that's excellent. There are a lot of other training websites that are out there too. There's just a lot of people who, you know, have YouTube channels and 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 give a lot of training away out there. It's, it's very important and it's, I don't think that's going to go away because like I said, it can't go away. The only way you can continue evolving your technology is if you do have training out there. So I do think that that is, it is key and it, it only has, it can only grow. I mean, especially every release that happens too. it's like what might've brought us a couple of new things. It feels like every release out there brings 10 new things now. So like we're getting more pack in each release as well. I feel like more things are happening and I'm, it, that's even down to simple plugins. You know, a simple plugin used to update and you'd like maybe one thing changed. Maybe it was something you didn't even see changed, right? It was just a security thing or whatever. You didn't even see that. But now a plugin releases a new release and you're like, oh my gosh, they've added this whole nother panel. They've added this, you know, and it's like, there's so much that's happening. And so that just means we've got to up our game on spreading the word, doing speaking gigs, talking about it, showing demos of things, you know, and doing training uh, sessions out there, things like that. So nice. it's important. It's important for everything. Yeah, I, I just imagine if you're in a in a coma, or let's say you fall asleep for a year, you you struggle for a good few weeks to uh, catch up on the, all the new things. Um, uh, Tammy, same question to you. If you, uh... I think it's uh, really important to consider things like this the two way street with feedback. Uh, so when you, every time you kind of output, you have to input, so you have to listen as well. I think it's really really important. Um, Susan speaking is great, but also listening is also really, really good and really, really key. So um, observing and seeing how people work, it's super important. Anyone who's worked in core, I think that's one of the foundations of someone that they're working on. Um, and anyone who's working on a WordPress product, that's pretty essential to the work they're doing as well. That is kind of like a big kind of cycle that goes around, but also experimentation. This goes back to kind of the experimentation, you know. Yes, we need to learn, but we need to learn through doing and pushing the edges of what we have and experimenting. Um, so, yes, you can train on how to use something, but you also got to shake it a little bit <laughs> to find out how you could use it and what possible ways you could use this new thing and what possible ways you can't use this new thing that weren't thought about that you need to use this new thing. Uh, so there's also kind of that. So, the, you know, we have learned um, – which is super important, but also test. So there's a foresight editing program, which is super great. There's, um, I don't know if it's fortnightly or monthly, but there's, there's testing programs that are, uh, Anne runs these great testing programs along with other people about things that do one on media or something like this, but where everyone joins in to do testing and they have like hallway hangouts, things like that. Go along, what, you know, test what 
immediate impacts for a WooCommerce site or what, you know, it impacts your real site and give that feedback because otherwise that voice isn't heard. And I think that's also really important. You're training the people who are creating to know that space that you're in, which is also like that feedback channel, which is really, really important because they are amazing, but they are not all seeing. <laughs> they cannot know every single voice or and I know when I was creating in that space I tried to know as much as I could but I couldn't know what it was like um, and now I create sites of agency and I now know something I didn't know then so I now try and relay that information so it's about those of us who know that information taking that information back and and closing that loop and also then listening I, I don't know now necessarily things that happen in the core bit. So it's about that, that communication and just listening. And then your clients, listening to what your clients are telling you and from an education perspective of, of their scale and their shops and just making sure that the client and the project is ready for the stage that you think that they should be on or you think that the, the project is telling you it's ready for time will not be ready for that and there's going to be some education that you need to go through um you're probably going to need to have some training workshops with your clients you're going to need to have a format for that in your company you're going to need to look at do you have an education system do you have some pdfs some workshops that you start having on, on project releases what is your processes that you're going to need to develop over this year to be prepared for all of this kind of thing um, yes, you can lean on the community for things, but there's also going to need to be process adjustments that you kind of go through collectively. So it is a lot, but it is also really interesting to not just think about it as a one-way street. I think it's like the two-way street is really, really important. That's a really good point. I, do you know, speaking to both of you and having having heard some of the things uh, in the last uh, couple of weeks now since the release, and where this is heading, also looking into the future, I feel really confident that this, uh, you know, what's happening. And But it's also at the same time a, a good moment to stand still and say, well, actually, we do have all the responsibility, not just for yourself, for your clients, but for your fellow developers and those involved or invested into WordPress um, to make that, a you know, an astounding success the way that we all envisaged it to be so so beautiful and easy to use. Um, so I'm I'm going to leave it with this with this thought, if that's okay. Um, I want to thank both of you very much for for your insight and uh, into how you experience it so far, but also how you excited are about the future. Everyone, thanks again for tuning into today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our Dubad friends. Mindsize.com will take care of a lot of those after-project worries for your clients with solid maintenance and optimization services. And Trustpilot.com, the world-leading review platform that integrates with WooCommerce and gives your clients the extra benefit of SEO with their free extension on the WooCommerce marketplace. And do make sure to follow us either on Twitter at DoTheWoo, on our site at DoTheWoo.io, or on your favorite podcast app. Until the next time, keep on doing the woo.